Hi, welcome to the Zone Podcast. Hi, it's Liam Ford. And I'm Paula Benito. And we've got fun and energy for you today. So I'm not going to give you too much about our interview, but if you want to start the day with some lots of fun, lots of energy, and end up in a better place, then you should keep listening. This guest is Amanda Morrison, and she really took us on an adventure, starting with Jack Kerouac, and opening her own business at 21 and all the lessons that she learned and all her travels throughout uh, South America and the best uh, women who were like real role models in her life. Yeah, I mean, it's just another example of how we all have these giants in our life who actually elevate us. And, you know, and, it's, and it really is a family, you know, takes a family to raise a business and it takes a a village to raise a child so it's really worth really worth listening to yeah so get ready and listening welcome to the zone podcast amanda what a beautiful blue sky you have there in the background oh wow Yes, thank you for having me. It's really nice to be here today. And honestly, the sunshine does make this lockdown more bearable. So it's good to be here with you both. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cool. And so, yeah, you're in lockdown like me and we're both here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And and in actual fact, we're not too many kilometres apart, but of course, (laughs) that seems like forever right now. But we're not going to go, we're not here to talk about lockdown because everyone's sick of that. Yeah. So, but it was really interesting one thing that really stood out for me was like, where did you get your entrepreneurial spirit from? Because you, you bought these two businesses, you took a risk, it was a huge challenge. But where did all that come from? Tell us, tell us the, your journey to having that entrepreneurial spirit, because it, it seems to go long way back, right? Yes, well, I suppose I read two books when I was younger, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and I read The E-Math Room Visited. And I read them probably when I was about 14 or 15. And I don't know, something in my brain was like, ooh, I understand some of this and I get how it works and this is quite cool. And then my parents have um, been business owners. My sister runs her own business, my aunts, cousins, quite a lot of my family. Grandparents even have had all their own businesses. So having a business in my family is not a strange or you know foreign concept people support it they're like yeah that's what you want to do go for it and so I had my first business at 21 so there you have some very sharp learning curves there and it's a very much an interesting journey when when you're that age and you're like oh god what am I doing Um, and anyway I came across the opportunities for the two companies they have guarding credit services and I collect about uh, middle of 2019 and the previous owner set them up and Guardian Credit Services have been set up in 1995 and I collect in 2001. So they've, they've got quite, you know, decent history and, and great clientele and everything. And I looked at the iCollect model and the way in which it works in the sense of it's a SaaS business model and it helps people that have, you know, that sub to $3,000 debt that a lot of agencies won't pick up. And okay. for a small business, it's so key to be able to chase that $80 or $120 or the mm. $200. Because yeah. for a lawnmower guy or a cleaner or personal trainer, you know, that can build up over time if you can't go chase that properly. And we give them the tools to do that. So I really liked the the fact that I could rebuild these 
businesses into the into the tech tech know that they needed to be technology right. forward that they needed to be because the current owner was seventy five and sort of just going I'm I'm time to retire now you know yeah. I'm a bit over it and I don't blame them you know and everything worked really well um, so I'm really proud of where my companies are going at the moment and the trajectory forward it's it's really really exciting yeah so. Go on, tell us about some of those mistakes that you made at 21. Give us, give us the down and dirty. We so, you know. before really understanding what was behind the laughter. <laughs> um, well, I suppose at 21, you, you know, you think you've got everything all worked out. And I think the biggest thing for me was I went into a market. I had an errand running business. So I was running around picking up supermarket shopping before click and collect. I was um, decorating Christmas trees, wrapping presents. I was recovering hard to find books, all sorts of wacky things to be fair. When I look back at it and I go, God, I was, you know, it's nutty. I think, I mean, you, you learn things as you go in the sense of, you know, what your steps are and you need to have your pricing and you need to have a, I mean, back then it was, I can't even remember if I had much, but yes, I had a website and I just remember doing a mail out and I got one of my biggest clients from just a little mail out and I thought, oh, this stuff does work. It's not all just, you know, your phone or, or whatever. And so sometimes you have to try things to realize that sometimes the old traditional forms of advertising or marketing are actually what are going to get you sometimes some of the best parts of your business. I think the biggest thing was learning the accounting, even though I'd taken accounting papers and, you know, fundamentally understood money coming in and money going out. It's mm. the actual cash flow. It's the actual pricing model. It was realizing that I was probably doing too much of the work for the money that I was getting. I needed to probably have had other people on less, less money and, you know, taking cuts and doing all these things that now I would do very differently. Mm. So, and with a service-based model where you're so much more exposed to um, variations, where with products, apart from shortages of transport or whatever, it's a lot easier to churn out so much more volume mm. to get more money, where if an hourly-based system, you really are on that hour, and that's all you can make in that hour, basically, you know what I mean? And it's how you chop that hour down. So, yeah, I think... I mean, at the time, my mum was also really sick with cancer and I no. was her main support person as well. So it was also a learning curve of dealing with a highly emotional, highly emotional time in my life at such a young age and, and such formative years while trying to learn a business <laughs> and also having friends and just trying to be a young 21-year-old, you know, brings in a whole lot of things that you didn't realise that you were actually processing and working through and becoming a new person by and so whatever mistakes you know are made it's based on the information that you have at the time you know you make the best decision and mm. and I think um looking back if I had got myself a proper mentor that would sit down with me and said here's the structure of what you need to be doing more so than me just trying to work it out and and I don't know who knows a lot of things could have changed what if could have what I'm you know but yeah it is what it is you know it's like don't dwell on the past move on yeah. and yeah I think um anyone who wants to go out and get on and and explore the option of a business 
I mean, do it, you know. Nobody knows what the bloody hell they're doing at the end of the day. They believe their passion's there. They're like, yeah, I can do this and I am going to be great, you know. But you'll get like, yeah, I mean, you'll get emails and you just want to cry. Like, what the freaking hell? Why did I get myself involved in this? Right, right. You know, you it's all because you either don't know how to deal with it or it's something so far out of the blue it's shocked you and you're like, okay. And But the, once you give yourself time, you step back, you look at it, mm. and if you can get somebody who is who has got experience and can hold you accountable or get books like the EMAS Revisited or get tools that will tell you this is what you do then and this is how you need to be looking at this, then you build that structure and you're going to make mistakes. It's just a given. It's a standard mm. given in life. You're going to trip over, fall, cry, want to bash a wall, anything. But you will eventually pick yourself back up. And if you're not prepared to pick yourself back up, that's the biggest thing. If you're not prepared to pick yourself back up, if you're not prepared to go and lose the plot at a beach, scream, come back and fix your problems, then you shouldn't be running a business because right. – you're constantly going to be having things. There's constantly going to be having things. But if you just want run-of-the-mill, I just want an easy, go work for someone because, you know, you're having your own business, you're going to have staff problems, you're going to have, I don't know, marketing, your sales problems, you're going to, like, look at the builders at the moment, shortage of everything that they need. Mm. And you've got to somehow still keep people employed, you've got to keep, things moving along, you've got to meet deadlines. If you can't do that and you can't cope with that, then it's, you know, just go work for someone. Yeah. Earn the money and be cool with it. Be, like, really good at what you do and move yourself up the ladder. But just – and if you want to be – if you like, okay, I can handle it, I can roll with it, and I am bloody determined, well, it will all work out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so – so that sort of brings me to a question, like you, you talked about the real importance of having a mentor or a guide or someone to help you out. How have you pulled that through in your life? I mean, how does that sort of play um, out now? Do people ask you, do you mentor anybody? I don't mentor anyone at the moment and I am still probably trying to get the right mentors in all aspects of my business. Okay. So at the moment I've got people that look after this and another person who's good for that and I've got another person for this and da 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 da, da. And that's a mixture of, you know, family, friends and, and business-related people. Right. And they all come in with their bits and bobs and there's still aspects of mine where I'm weak and I've got, I need some people. But it's also hard finding a mentor because they have to be, a right fit for you as a personality right. they have to be right fit for 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 your whole holistic view of where you want your businesses to go because if you're not on the same path you're never going to get the advice or the guidance you actually need right so sometimes building that that mentor family up is is a challenge and can take time and I don't want to be stressed by that I think I'm like if they're meant to fall into my life at the right time they'll fall into my life at the right time and as long as you've got the person that you can bitch and moan and complain to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And as long as you've got the person who can 
give you some financial sound advice that you trust mm. that it, that is not leading you astray and you know the right people to call for you know HR issues or you know the right person to call for um, legal issues or the right person to call for IT issues or the right person to call for basic fundamental business issues then you know and even if you have to pay for it do it and then as you meet people along your journey and put yourself out there saying I'm seeking this then the others will fall into place but they're not all going to be instant right and you don't know who you need until you get to the place where you've got it all mapped out mm. very complicated no it reminds me a little bit about that um African saying that it takes a village to raise a child right so it sounds like you're saying hey it takes a a family or a village to raise a business. So, yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it does because if you look at any major corporate, you've got a family. That's a huge, big family, you know, and if you're a smaller business, you don't have that same family structure, so you've just got to get it from somewhere Mm. else. And what has been helping you in a personal level, like lately through this journey? I think realising lockdown as much as we don't want to talk about it, has, you know, it always takes you to a new low, you know. Whether you were fluctuating on where you were in your stage, if you, it doesn't matter how high you were on before lockdown. As soon as you hit lockdown, everyone plummeted. And I think the key is to realise that life isn't, normal life isn't as bad as when you're in lockdown. And if you can keep perspective and try and exercise or even just feel through the days where you just feel shit and you're like, this is so hard today. Like, why is today so hard? Like, why why is today so hard? And you and you call someone and you go, oh, I'm so over today. And they go, me too. And you just, you get that support that you need that can bolster you up or you go for exercise or you go, like I quite like going and um, just listening to music down and watch it, watch the sea and just forget about things for a while because if you can take your head out of the the issue or the the challenges of COVID mentally or you can, yeah, it refreshes you and you sort of come back to life again and, you know, your favourite song and you're suddenly like, oh, that's great, you know, I've got some endorphins, look, have chocolate, I don't fucking care. Do what is that song that really lifts you up like that? <laughs> Um, uh, it depends on the day, you know, like I have, I have like modern stuff where you might catch me listening to something in the fifties or you might <laughs> catch me listening to something in different eras. It's like all of the, it depends on my mood, you know, yeah, the key is to get out. The key is to realize that you, it, it is not all in your head. Yeah, you're in your head, but you know, it's not all in your head. Yeah. That's, that's such an important one, right? Like get out of your heads and like, move dance and uh, connect it just makes all the difference to screen living life (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey look exactly because otherwise you're going to wake up at 95 years of age in a retirement village going i have no good stories to tell my life is dull I mean, who wants to talk to me? You still want people to come visit, so you might as well have some good stories to tell them when you're 95. Go on then, tell us tell us your best story, the one that you, the one that, you know, you, oh, you're able to tell on a podcast gosh. without revealing, you know, like getting yourself into trouble. Oh, I was about to say, I'd tell a story, but you never know, somebody in South America might be listening. 
what's crazy story. Yeah, what's a, what was a um, defining moment story? What was like, you know, you were like, wow, that was close or, def- or wow, that was amazing or? Oh, being in an e-vehicle in South America with drunk people who don't understand English is, is pretty much. Okay, what was that one? It's pretty much a touch and go. Pretty much a touch and go. Drunk after after the World Cup, where I was in this, I had to drive two hours in this taxi from an island um, back to Rio with a friend, and the it was the World Cup series, and Brazil had just lost, and this guy was hammered and didn't speak a word of English and the glass was all taped up on the front windscreen anyway we're driving along and he's swerving over the road and we're having to clap in the background and like wake up <laughs> oh my god there's, there's many other stories like that but you're sitting there going oh please get me back like in one piece and luckily I was with my friend otherwise but yeah this I mean honestly and then I've traveled through Central America um, on my own and that was that was a really um, interesting experience as well because oh that's right I walked into a pub what you class as a pub and honestly I think everybody thought that I was the bouncer obviously decided to let me just be I think I walked into a gang bar and had no <laughs> I was like, this isn't right. Something about this is not right. And I was like, oh, I feel so awkward. So I left. I was like, God, this is strange. Oh, God, you end up in such interesting situations. I love travel for that reason. Um, So you're a bit of an adventurer then, definitely, right? Yeah, well, you know, life's too boring otherwise. You know, just you've got to go and live a little, you know. Um, those stories to tell. You've just got to live a little. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I don't want to be the boring old woman at 95 in the retirement home with no stories, so there you go. Hey, hey and one other <laughs> thing just, just before we sort of uh, close off and ask you a little bit more about your businesses is you, you've got an all-woman yeah. team and, and you try and promote, yep. you know, women in business. So tell, tell us about that. That's super interesting right now. I think, you know, women are very organised. We're very onto it. We're very... Um, we just want to make things happen and we and we're less ego driven and that's not to be derogatory it's just we are i love the fact that you know there's just these open conversations mm. i mean that's not to say i wouldn't employ a male that's you know that doesn't factor into it it's just that i've managed to accumulate these fabulous mm. women who are just really excited about the the path and the goal and, and, and where I'm heading and what I'm doing. And I think if you can surround yourself with people that you talk to every day or emailing with or, or whatever you're doing and you get that energy, you sort of you get bolstered up by that too and you realise that they're excited to be on board, you're excited to be on board, it drives you faster and harder to do what you need to do. And I think that women are, you know, I mean, I'm pregnant and, June and December and you know I've got the challenges of what the hell's going to happen when the baby arrives <laughs> and dealing with that whole thing and I think that you know it doesn't matter whether you're having a baby whether you're young whether you're 65 you know and wanting to do something women have just been discriminated against mm. too much in the past right. you know and it's and it's really unfortunate 
But the more we sort of come together and the more we do things and the more we support each other and the more we feel confident to go, oh, I can do this. And, oh, there is somebody who's been down this path before that I can talk to or there is this or there is that. And and you suddenly just feel a lot more um, able, mm. you know, and a lot more empowered and a lot more confident to believe your own abilities right. um, because especially if – you're a woman in business that have come from an environment where nobody in your life has been in business. You know, it's a lot scarier and to then put yourself out there and finally establish yourself among the others to get yourself to get yourself motivated, then that really does help you. I mean, I've got a few girlfriends now that are all, you know, cousins and stuff that have got their own businesses and it's great because you just you feel their energy and you get empowered and you know, and everybody's families are kind of behind them because the the generation, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago wasn't like that so much if a female went out on her own. And I think now it's very different. Mm. And I think social media and, and things like that have helped immensely because the information can get out to a whole lot of people quickly, where before you didn't have that saying you were locked in a room and you got the newspaper and you got a letter in the mail or you know, and you type right things, you know, it's the way technology has mm. changed and people adapt to that, then the way in which business for women becomes so much easier. Do, do you have a like a fabulous woman role model that you, you look up to? Oh, I mean, I'm incredibly proud of my sister. She's a graphic designer and she's got her own business and she's got, I don't know, three or four people working for her and she's doing incredibly well. And she often calls me up and she goes, oh, I don't like this aspect of what I'm doing. How do I get rid of it? I'm like, okay, let's solve the problem. And I, I love I love that. And then my mum had her business before we were born. She had her own beauty therapy business and, and made all her own beauty products and everything. And I don't know, I've just watched her my whole mm. life. You know, she was she brought us up working from home, running her own business and just always thinking about how to be better at her job and how to be better at her business and how to be better at the products that she was making for people to help them with their skin problems. And that's the biggest inspiration yeah. I needed, you know. So, yeah, those, those are my two people, my main Those, my your, main those are your giants, huh? Those are the giants. Yeah, they're my giants. stood on their shoulders. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they're just, they're just there and you can see them every day. When, yeah. You know what I mean? You've lived it rather than visualizing somebody who you haven't met you know there's a lot of famous people there's a lot of big wig people that I truly admire but the ones that give me the biggest joy and the biggest drive forward are, are my mom and my sister. so amazing to have them like role models so close yes yes <laughs> yes 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 and yeah, Amanda yeah. who do you like to connect with and how can people find you so people can find both my companies online. There's um, iCollect.co.nz and GuardianCredit.co.nz. Anybody who is looking, so from an iCollector's perspective, um, anyone who is looking to take on or chasing debts that are sort of that sub two or $3,000 that for a large corporate they've typically written off because it's not been worth chasing or for a smaller individual that's needing to come up with some solution that hasn't alternatively been available for them. 
Uh, and then from Guardian Credit Services perspective, anyone who wants to chase a debt that they can't be bothered chasing themselves uh, or is a little bit more challenging where they need field visits, you know, legal help or repossessions or whatever. So uh, it just depends on the, you know, what whether they want to take the DIY approach or whether they want to be like a can't be bothered approach. Uh, we can help with both. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Thank you very much. So it's been so great chatting to you. I don't know where you get all that energy from, but it's contagious. And also, <laughs> congratulations on your next addition to oh, the family, thanks. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, congratulations. So, thank you. And uh, no doubt, yeah, another new journey, you know, another, new another, journey. another adventure, right? So, so yes, yeah, tying it all back around <laughs> to that adventurous spirit. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you so much, both of you, for having me on. And um, Paula, I know that being up in the UK right now, you're probably really prepared, <laughs> but um, I really appreciate the time you both had. And um, it's wonderful to do this with you today. Uh, yeah. You energize me. Oh, <laughs> oh great. <laughs> thank you so much for that. <laughs> I'm ready for a run. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Oh, wow. I actually feel really ready for a run now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, I'm, I'm starting my day. You're ending your day. But um, I mean, yeah. I want to I, I want to uh, have a chat with Amanda again when she's 95, because I, I have a feeling that she's going to have a life of uh, no regrets. And, you know, even though I'm a guy, I want to be on her team. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like she's got a team that's going to kick some ass, and I really like that. So, uh, yeah, hey, yeah. sign me I, up, Amanda. I, <laughs> I really like her approach to life, you know, like in just uh, living it as an adventure, and also like it sometimes just getting out of her heads, you know, like in creating this space to really like disconnect from the head and like dance, sing, scream move and really connect to people yeah and and just that you know not every day is going to be a good day and have a scream sometimes and then get back on get back up pick yourself up and uh, start all over again and you know that's the recipe to success yes and if you want to connect with amanda do check her out on linkedin it's amanda morrison and if you want to connect with us you can go to thezone.co, that's C-O, or connect with Liam and me on LinkedIn. Yep, so we're, we're always here. Have, have a great day, wherever you are in the world. I hope you got as much energy as we did from that little podcast. Ciao for now.